well-dressed Lael and his story as the tattooist of Auschwitz. Welcome back, Mere Mortalites, to another book review. The book reviews that transcend you beyond mere mortality. Today, I want to be talking about the tattooist of Auschwitz. Um, I think it's called the Tattooiva, or I'm probably pronouncing that terribly wrong in German, by Heather Morris. Now, I have read previously this book a long time back. I'm talking perhaps two years ago, uh, and I believe it was published in 2018. Um, I really enjoyed the book last time, but I skimmed through it, so I thought, I really want to read this again, especially because Heather Morris had a subsequent sequel to this book as well, uh, Chilka's Journey, which I'm sure I'll be reviewing in a later time frame. Um, But I wanted to go through this again for a couple of reasons. One, I really did enjoy the book last time, so I wanted to go through it one more time and be able to extract a little bit of information for us mere mortal lights uh, out there as well, but also um, just be able to be ready for the subsequent sequel that I mentioned earlier as well. So what is the tattooist of Auschwitz? Uh, pretty simple explanatory uh, session from the actual book, but let me just tell you a little bit about it. It follows a man by the name of Laos, Lael Sokolov. Uh, so he's a well-dressed charmer, uh, as the book may say, and he was transported to Auschwitz, uh, Birkenau in 1942. Now, the story, and probably to step back, the actual book itself, it's a combination. So, Heather Morris actually interviewed Lael uh, later on in his life. And now, Lael, not to give something away, but he uh, eventually made his way out to Australia uh, after sort of coming out from the camps uh, during World War II. Um, And Heather was able to interview him over a period of time to put together this book. And this book is a mixture of fiction. Um, and I'll probably get into what parts are fiction and reality, essentially basing the story from the stories that she was able to uncover from Lael all the way through to his experiences, getting to um, Auschwitz and uh, Birkenau, going from there, actually um, not so much escaping, but actually getting out when the the camps were, um, I guess, liberated, you might say, although liberated is an uh, interesting word there, uh, with from the Russians or by the Russians. And then sort of traveling across uh, broadly, trying to get back back home and the journey that, that eventuated from that. Um, so you got to take the story, and at least I took it with a little bit of a grain of salt. So where all, all, all the pieces in the story are true, look, they might not have been. They were just stories that they were told. Um, and I've actually read in other places that there's particular items where you know Heather has put this together based on what Lael told her. Um, and then she was able to extract some other things to make it into a story form. So the book itself, The Tattoo East of Auschwitz, it's in story. It goes from a first-person view of Lael, how he eventually got to Auschwitz, um, how he met Gita, basically the, the love of his life, uh, right as, as he saw. And there's some photos at the back as well of, of the two of them and you get to see right at the tail end. Um, but the story is a mixture of uh, romance uh, as well as living his life um, as what became to be the tattooist of Auschwitz. Um, it goes into the story of how Lael uh, found himself into that position in the first place. So there's a mixture of he was a, a gentleman that knew a lot of languages. So I believe he knew at the very least German as well as a lot of other uh, languages as well. So that lent him to being put into a position that he could be the tattooist. And now in that position and while it wasn't made clear throughout the book, um, at the tail end of, of the story as Heather sort of talks through more around the, the, the afterword and how it was sort of describing this information or getting this information from Lael, it was pretty clear to see that there's a lot of uh, aspects of the story 
that sometimes you don't hear typically. You know, the typical story that you hear from Auschwitz or from World War II and the camps is he was the grim, terrible times that I have. And it didn't seem like Lael had that uh, altogether as much. So he had the ability to, um, you know, steal, not steal, but actually get diamonds and emeralds from other people so he could trade it with workers to exchange it for food and be able to give it back to other individuals Uh, and at the same time he wasn't overtly punished although you know as much as you want to believe it everyone was you know being punished and suffering in in those camps um but again back to the story it goes through to lael meeting gita as i mentioned uh it also the story, the story also showcases Gita, which is sort of his, the love of his life, and the other people around her, including Chilka, um, Ivana, I believe, and other, other ladies. Now, those particular aspects of the book, those I would believe they're more fiction because this is just stories that Lael has told her and from the information that she's gathered around who she was and how she acted. Um, now, the story continues on in uh, basically in a you know, sort of monthly sort of cycle. It goes all the way through and you get to experience when Lael uh, is found to have all of these emeralds and diamonds hiding away in his uh, in his unit and he's dragged away, I believe it's so Unit 11, which is the, the, the unit where they basically punished people, where they um, tried to get anything out of them, whether they'd done something wrong or said something wrong. But it just so happened that Lael had met uh, Jakub, big American guy who had uh, he tattooed originally and he'd be able to give him a little bit of food seeing how he was a big guy um, and it just so happened that they put him to work in that unit uh, which was to actually beat as many people up as possible um, to either exchange something out of them or basically kill them afterwards and it was after that particular point in the story I think uh, there was a, a guard that basically looked after Lael in all of his uh, tattooing and whatnot that you know uttered the the words that you know not many people if at all ever actually make it out alive um, so there was other you know quite brutal sceneries in this book as well one where you know someone is uh, or they ask Lael can you go into one of the crematoriums where all the dead bodies are uh, to try and identify, you know, an arm and a number to, to be able to say, okay, who exactly was this number? Um, and there's a lot of aspects as well through the book of just, you know, him tattooing people, what that experience is like, you know, holding people as carefully as he can. But, you know, all the same, the the items that he had, he had to sort of edge into someone's skin. Um, it was pretty brutal, like, you know, and you, you, it gives you even an idea, even though it, it sounds like it might be, you know, you're doing something that's supporting what um, the evil players and in the roles were doing, he was also doing it for the fact of just trying to stay alive. Obviously, the book keeps on coming through all the way to the liberation uh, by the Russians. And then uh, I, I reckon this was the, I, I don't know how true this this next points are, obviously from Lael or the story they got told, but he basically uh, kept on walking through trying to get back home, uh, got, got picked up by some Russians, got taken into a castle. He... He basically became this suave man where he had a guard that looked after him. So the Russians weren't, you know, being super good to him. They were like, okay, you're going to help us out. Um, and if you keep helping us out, we'll it'll keep your life, but we'll, we'll feed you better and we're not going to be beating you and whatnot. But they gave him this super nice outfit to dress. And his whole job was basically to go out, find girls, to bring back home so they could party with the, with the Russians in this castle that they were looking after. Um, and he did that for such a period of time that, you know, the, the bodyguard or the guard who was guarding him, 
they trusted him enough to say, okay, cool. You, you go out, you go get the girls, you bring them back um, until he decided one point, okay, excellent. You know, he dressed up, got all the money that he'd been basically hiding um, from this trades that they were doing with emeralds and jewelry. Um, drove up into the center of town where we'd normally go, basically left the car running and just kept on walking. Just kept on walking until he could go and find a train, got on the train and got all the way back home. Um, so that's basically the essence of the story. Uh, Obviously, uh, this sort of story is for me. I always enjoy So for me, I was always like, oh, yeah, such a cool story. And I feel like every single one of them has some particular uh, experience where you go, oh, wow, I could, couldn't imagine in uh, like the in Man's Search for Meaning. There's a lot of information around him you know, having conversations with doctors. Here for me, it was that particular story of even though it was after Auschwitz, it was you know going to the Russian castle and helping it out the Russians and then you know making his merry way to go all the way back home. Uh, and so eventually, as I said, him and Gita got together. They found each other um, and made their way over to Australia. Uh, and I do know that he, not, maybe not recently, but he has passed away, Lael, and so has uh, Gita as well. Um, so a little bit into the themes of the book. Um, and for me, there's probably just two big takeaways. One, uh, romance, rom- romance or love can be found in the strangest of places. Um, so it was just interesting to, to, to note from the book how you know, the love that he had for Gita or the, you know, straight away he saw her and saw through obviously the the body, the image that she had. Because a lot of these people had been shaved or had been, um, you know, maltreated and, you know, if you can imagine, you know, skulls and bones, uh, how attractive you can be. Perhaps you can be a lot, perhaps you're not. Um, but he saw straight through that he, and kept referring it to in the book, you know, it's the eyes and he was really attracted to her, to her eyes. And even in the conversations they have, the intimate moments that he finds to have in, in a random unit or by the side every Sunday that they get to go aside, um, you get to see, yeah, romance and the love can, can flourish even in the most unexpected of places. And the other one for me was atrocities, knows no bounds and sometimes survival can mean supporting the very thing you object against. Um, and it was just evident to see that sometimes what you think you might not ever be able to do is something that you have to do to survive. And you know, I, I could imagine that the conversation that Heather would have had with Lael directly wouldn't have been a tough one to get him to get that information out because uh, some people might view it as, you know, he supported the evil, the, the thing that you, you shouldn't be supporting to continue on living and to have a life that was probably slightly better than those that uh, others might have had going through that period. I believe he got a uh, few more rations of food so he was able to survive better. And by better here, the contrast is, you know, not like you're living a lavish life. No, you're just probably more able to survive a very tough winter. And he was there for a long time, would have been 1942 to 1945, 46. So he was there for many years, I think it was three plus years that they kind of took his life. So, um, and sometimes you have to do things that you're not proud of and um, not even so much Lael, but maybe uh, Jakub, the other individual, the big guy. Um, yeah, he would get put to work as pretty much an enforcer, as a beater of people, a beater of Jews and other individuals. Uh, and he did what he had to do to survive. And he also made, makes mention of that book. So um, it's just a, a theme that, that ran through the book. Um, and it's an interesting one. I'm not too sure what to think about that particular thing. For summary, for me, the book, um, The Tattooist of Auschwitz, um, seven and a half out of 10 for me. It was, I enjoyed it more than the first time I read it, which was interesting. Um, and it, it is very much a page. And it is a a book that you keep on wanting to read for me. Uh, the, the mixture of fiction and probably what is reality is blended in really well. Um, and I do enjoy uh, Heather's writing style. There are aspects of it where yeah, it becomes a little bit uh, dull and repetitive, um, but you know, All by the by, enjoy the book.
So that's all for now, mere mortalites. I hope you enjoyed the review of the Tattoo East of Auschwitz by Heather Morris. Um, would I recommend you to get it? Sure, why not if you want to go read it? Um, obviously, leave a link below on how you can actually go do that and support us along the way. There's all the other links as well, whether you're watching right now through YouTube or listening through an audio platform. I thank you very much for taking the time to listen in and I hope wherever you are in the world, you have a fantastic day, afternoon or evening. Mere mortalites, one out. <laughs>